Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. You can take a seat. Thank you for joining us here today. If you are here in the house, thank you for being here. If you are watching us or joining us online, you're at home, you're at work, wherever you're at, we're so grateful to have you here with us today. Um, I am Pastor Gabe. For those who don't know me or if you're watching for the first time, let me introduce myself again. I'm Pastor Gabe. Nice to meet you. I hope you are having a blessed Sunday so far, another week. We are halfway through the month of March. I just realized that yesterday, and I was like, "I March, I'm not even in the right month. Completely in the wrong month. It is May, and we are halfway through May, and that's how out of whack my time is. That's how out of whack my schedule is right now. But we are halfway through the month of May. We started e-groups this month. And if you haven't already, we are meeting in our annex building at 7 o'clock on Fridays. We are, dis- we, we are having a great time studying the Bible and just uh, being able to have a good time there talking and enjoying each other's company. That is what small groups, our e-groups are all about. And we would like to invite you to join us in person for that every Friday at 7. So we hope that you can be with us. If you are here, and you want to continue giving and supporting uh, this ministry, if you're here in person, you can give in the lobby at the kiosk or in the giving box. Or if you're watching online, you can go to mymanualchurch.com slash give to find out how you can continue to support us here. We are so grateful for everybody that does give in all that you do to support us here because otherwise we wouldn't be able to be here and do what we do because we need unfortunately like anything else in the world we have we need money to keep going we need money to eat we need money for everything and so thank you for everything that you do give here um we are i'm excited today we are starting a new series called searching for truth Searching for truth. And I, um, I, I really did have a whole nother series planned uh, for the month of May. And just because of certain things, schedules got moved around and we didn't get to start it. But when, when that happened, I started to think, well, well, maybe this isn't what I need to talk about. Maybe God is putting me in a position where things need to shift and we need to focus on something else. And so as I started thinking and as I started praying, of course, I I landed on this idea of talking about truth, truth. And, And because we live in a world right now that is full of uncertainties, and I know I've probably said that a million times by now over the past year. We're uncertain about a lot of things in this world. We're uncertain about our current realities or if things will ever go back to normal. But there is more to be uncertain about in this world. We live in an era where there is a popular buzzword of fake news. It's a joke sometimes. It's a meme. It's it's truth. It's truth. It's reality. It's something that we have to watch out for at times. It's something that... 
was bad before, but then suddenly got a thousand times worse, wherein social media companies suddenly started adopting policies to try and uh, to, to get to the root of false information being shared. Because it was always there. People sharing fa- stuff on Facebook. If you do this juice cleanse, you lose 30 pounds. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's good for me. Is that really a thing? There's always been false information floating around, but now social media companies are like, no, we we need to really get at the root of this because this is an issue. And so we live in this reality of fake news, and so we struggle with what is real then? What, What should I believe? What is truth? What is fact or fiction? What is it that I can trust? Can I trust the experts? Hopefully they're experts. Can I trust doctors? I, they know more about medicine than I do. Can I trust my friends? Can I trust my family? Can I trust that guy I met in high school for uh, like in one class period and he's sharing all of this? Can I trust him? Probably not. Just, just outright, probably not. But can we trust what we see? Can we trust what we hear? And with so much spin in the world, that's what they call it, they spin stories, can we really believe what is even being said? You know, one of the things that happened uh, at at the trial of uh, the, for the murder of George, George, George Floyd, can't talk, George Floyd, one of the things lawyers kept saying, you can trust what you see with your eyes. And that spoke to me in that moment because it was like, well, we should be able to, right? Trust what we see with our eyes, yet there are people that take what we see and spin it. That's not what you saw. That's not the truth. And this is something that we deal with consistently throughout life. Sometimes we deal with it in big ways. Can we trust our government? Are they hiding aliens from us? Or, or, or is it something small? Can, can we trust the people that are around us? I mean, it even happens in the dating field. When I was dating my wife, when I first met her, other than the fact that she was beautiful, I noticed that she was wearing um, uh, Nike running shoes. And if you know me and you follow me on social media or anything, you know that I love to run. That's one of my favorite things to do. And she never said that she liked running. I thought, because I saw the shoes, but she didn't disagree with me either. Say, like, oh, I like your running shoes. She, yeah, I use them all the time. To my brain, that was like, yeah, I like running too. Come t- turns out she despises running it is her least favorite thing on the planet like no why 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 would you do that that she asked me sometimes and there was a a show parks and rec that we watched sometimes um that we used to watch is no longer airing anymore but there's a scene where there's a guy much like myself that likes to run all the time she's like yes jogging keeps you healthy but at what cost and that, that reminded me of my wife, because I, I assumed that that was the truth, but it wasn't the truth. It's a small thing, but like, what is truth then? What, what, what are we to believe? What are we to believe? We hide ourselves in dating because we, we might we'd be afraid that we're going to scare someone off or uh, that 
we just really want them to like us. So we don't fight against their assumptions. Later, we do. And it's just like, well, you're stuck with me now. But that's, that's the world we live in. We don't know. What, what should we trust? And it, it is a, an issue that is not new in the world. It's not new. It is something that the world has been dealing with since the beginning of time. Since the story of Adam and Eve, we've been struggling with the idea of what is truth. And throughout this series, what I aim to do, starting today and throughout this series, we want to talk about what is the truth? What are the lies that we believe? How do we counteract those lies? How do we live out truth in our lives? What can we do? How can we know what the truth even is? For certain. But today I'm starting with that question. What is truth? What is truth? And it's a question that we've all been asking. And Jesus even had that question posed to him. In John chapter 18, verse 38, uh, 33 to 38, Jesus is being uh, interrogated by Pontius Pilate, a governor of the, the Judean, Judean area in the Roman Empire. And, in, and he has a conversation. This is at the point where Jesus is almost to be crucified and he has been tried by the Jewish people and Jewish leaders. And now they bring him to the Roman leader because they want him dead, but they can't do that. I mean, they probably could if they tried real hard, but they weren't legally allowed to crucify Jesus, but they wanted him crucified. And so it says like this, Pilate then, verse 33, Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you king of the Jews? Is this true or is this fake news? Are you king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into this world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate retorted. With this, he went out to the Jews, gathered there and said, I find no basis to charge against him. And so this is the conversation that Jesus has with Pilate. He's questioning him about his identity, about who he is. He's like, they're going back and forth about hearsay and rumors and who told you this and do you believe that? And he's not sure who Jesus is other than that he seems like a perfectly innocent man that hasn't really done anything to worth death like the Jewish leaders wanted. And so he tells them, I... I am a king, and this is the reason why I came, and I come to testify to the truth. And if you are on the side of truth, you listen, you would listen to me. And Pilate asked him, what is, what is truth? And he doesn't give Jesus even a chance to answer. 
He doesn't give him a moment to, to collect himself and give him an answer. In fact, I think Pilate was really asking this question to try and understand the situation that was before him and to, to get the truth of the situation, to get the truth of Jesus, to think about it because there was a lot going on between Pilate and Jesus and he, they had only just met. And it wasn't just that. His wife had a dream about Jesus and says, hey, leave that man alone. He's a good man. I had a dream that said that people are trying to kill him, but I'm scared because in my dream, I I see that he was a man of God. And so Pilate is concerned and confused. And in another part of a conversation, after he goes back and comes back in, they said he needs to die because he's the son of God. Or he has called himself God. And then that confuses Pilate even more. He's like, hold on, you're God now? What is this that I'm hearing? What is the truth in this situation? So we, we ask that question of ourselves. What is truth? What is it that is true in this world? What can we trust? What can we believe? And there's a few different types of truth that I want to outline today. There's, there's relative truth. And we, we hear that a lot because it's like a big conversation that people often have. Well, all truth is relative. No, I don't think that all truth is relative, but there is certainly relative truth. There's truth that is relative to you. Your favorite foods, your favorite uh, musics, and, and who you are, your family, your, your pa- pastimes and hobbies, your interests, who you are as a person. Your personality. These are truths relative to yourself. I'm an introvert. That is a truth relative to me. But that has not always been true of myself. Relative truths change. They are not the same because they are based on our circumstances and the reality around us. We live in the United States. That is the truth right now. But if you move somewhere else... To, to Mexico, to, to Europe, to, to China, to India, to Japan, you will know, that will no longer be true of you. Your truth will be, I lived in the United States, but I now live here. That's relative truth. It, it changes based on our circumstances. And, and it will always do that. And, and that's okay. Because we are growing and changing. That's, that's what being human is about understand the world around us even our planet sometimes its truth changes the way it is the way we can take care of it what we can do for it the technology around us changes every everything is relative in those kind of sense because the world around us is always changing so that's relative truth then there are things that are unchanging truths that are more like facts Things that we can do nothing about, like gravity. You cannot fly. As hard as you can try, you cannot float. And I, I know, this is my sign. So, like, when I was a kid, I used to have dreams all the time that I would just, like, be standing in place. And I'm like, if I try real hard, I'll float. <laughs> and I used to have these dreams that I would do that. But... We can't really fight gravity, though. It's a thing that we can't do anything about because gravity is gravity. 
Time is time. Time changes. Time goes on. We will get older. I'm 31, and I hate that. (laughs) I hate that I entered my 30s. But I can't do anything about that because time is an unchanging truth. Gravity is an unchanging truth. These are facts of the universe that we live in. That time, and time, sometimes those things can feel relative. You ever been in a classroom where it's like you want the day to be over or you're at work and you're like, what time is it? And I swear, I looked at the clock two hours ago, but five minutes have passed. I want to leave. But these are things we can't do anything about. These are unchanging truths. And then thirdly, there are what I would call foundational truths. These are truths that we are the truths that we are often looking for in our lives. Who are we? What defines me? And it seems like it changes because we don't know it. We're always looking for it. Who 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 am I? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? What does it mean to be a Christian in the world today? What does it look like to believe in God? Who is God? These truths are foundational and unchanging, but they are often there for us to discover and learn and grow and journey to. Because they're not always inherently the same for us. We might at one point have strong faith in God and then other days doubt that He's even listening to us or that He's even there. But these are, we we have questions about our identity. Who am I? Who am I? And it's not unique. They always say, like, in middle school, you get a chance to, like, recreate yourself. But then that thing, that happens again. You know, you go to high school, and it's like, oh, now I get a chance to recreate myself. Oh, I go to college. Now I get a chance to recreate myself. But that's always happening. It's like, what if I, if I move to a new place or if I do a new thing? This is the time right now where I'm going to be a new me. We try to do that every year at New Year's, and we're like, today, New Year, new me. And it's usually New Year, same me. <laughs> really doesn't change, but we want it to change. We want it to change. But these are foundational truths. So what is, we, we, we're all looking for it. We're all trying to find answers to the question. We're all trying to see what is true about ourselves. What are the facts of life? What are the facts of reality? What can I hold on to that will make me certain of who I am? What is this truth? But the answer is maybe surprising. The answer is is something, we're we're looking for a sentence, a phrase, something to hold on to. This is the truth. Two plus two is four. And that is truth. Or at least I thought it was until I saw a TikTok that talked about some quantum mechanics. And if you add a whole bunch of things, you can get two plus two to equal like ten. And I'm like, what? I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't think that's real. But who knows? It made me question what I knew about math. But if we constantly believe that truth is this some kind of statement or this some kind of fact of reality, we will constantly be disappointed because because reality is facts and things all around us are constantly changing. That is what science is. It's the search for truth. 
And that's why sometimes they get it wrong or they change their minds because it's like, oh, we thought that, but then we figured this out. You know, we used to think that the sun revolved around the earth, but yeah, we figured it's the other way around. The earth revolves around the sun. And the sun revolves around a galaxy constantly moving and we, we are understanding changes. So what can we hold on to? And the truth is really found in a single source, a single person, and that is Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 6 to 7, John is ha- uh, Jesus is having a conversation with the Pharisees and disciples. They're asking him a lot of questions like they always do because they're trying to trick him, trap him, figure out if he say something wrong. Maybe he made a slip of a tongue. Yeah, they're always trying to get something. You know, I, there's always someone like that, you know, always trying to find ammunition against you. And you don't even know sometimes. They're just kind of like casually asking questions. It's like, oh, he likes that, huh? Hmm. Hmm. I know someone that might not be happy about that. And that's what they were doing to Jesus. But Jesus said, look, all of that, regardless, you're talking about stuff that you don't truly understand. And he answers them and he says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, You will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. He says, you want to know truth? You want to know life? You want to know the way to figure things out? The way to live? Do you want to know God? That truth of who God is, that's that's me. I am truth. I am life. I am the way to find what you're looking for. I am the answer to the questions you are looking for. And that seems weird to us because we try to put these ideas of God, uh, the ideas of humanity, how people work onto God. And so it doesn't make sense to us that God could be truth at times, that Jesus could be truth, because people fail us. So that by that logic, God must fail us at times. So we we must be wrong. He must be wrong sometimes because we're wrong sometimes. But that's not God. That's not who he is. God is truth. He is a fact of the universe. He is the fact of reality. He's, he defines the facts of the universe. He is the one who is the foundation of all things. The Bible tells us that Jesus, through Jesus, all creation was made. Through him, in him, and for him. That's why he's the truth. That's why he is able to be that foundational truth. Because everything that is, is because of who he is. So what does that mean for it? If Jesus is truth, what does that mean? First of all, it means that truth is more than just a fact. It's not just a list of facts that we can memorize because that's what we do. 
a lot of times in the Christian faith, we will boil down truth to memorizing Bible verses, to memorizing songs, to, to, to knowing what God is or to know the right theological principles or to know the right things to say when someone asks you a question. This is truth to us. We, we boil it down to these simplistic things, but it's more than that. It's more than just a fact. Truth is not just a fact. Truth, that, the second thing it means is truth is living because Jesus is alive. It's not static. Because a lot of, that, that's what that is. Memorizing Bible verses and things like that. All good. Good things. Those are good things, but that's static. That doesn't do much for you other than I know John 3, 16, and I know the shortest verse in the Bible is John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. Like, these are the things that I know. I will always know John 3.16. For God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him should not perish and have everlasting life. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. These are static things. I know these things because as a child, I grew up learning and memorizing these things. At one point in time, I memorized the entire book of Philippians. I have since forgot it. <laughs> I know some verses. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because that's a popular one. But these are static things. They, they, they don't do much for us they, unless we realize that there's more to it than just memorization. There's more to it than that. The truth is alive because otherwise those will just be words. But it, because Jesus is truth and Jesus is the word, that means that word is alive. That it's living. It breathes. And that leads us to the third part. The truth is knowable. Because sometimes we might think that truth is impossible to really grasp or understand. You can tell me the truths of the universe and I will be confused. Because I don't know anything about quantum physics and the way the universe really works. In fact, the more I learn about the universe, the more I am convinced, the less I know. I used to think that I knew a lot and then I keep learning things, and I'm just like, that's weird. I always used to think I knew about black holes. That they, that they suck everything in, and they cause this thing called spaghettification. If a person was in there, they, you get pulled into this long street. It's a weird thing. But then, I was watching a video about black holes, and they are like, but all we know about black holes is a theory in that if they weren't spinning, but the problem is they're spinning, so we don't know what that means. And I'm just like, oh, so just throw that all out the window. <laughs> Doesn't really mean anything. But since truth is, so we might think that we don't know. We are, it's unknowable. We can't understand the world around us. We can't understand people. We can't understand the universe. But if truth is living, that means truth is knowable. That we can have a relationship with truth. That we can have a conversation with truth. That we could sit down and ask questions of truth. Oh, you're not supposed to question God. Yes, you are. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but people in the Bible did it constantly. <laughs> Even the people that we consider the ones that are the most holy are often the ones that were often asking Jesus to his faith. I don't know about that. 
King David constantly complained, God, I don't know. Moses was constantly, are you sure, God, because you said this. The Apostle Paul said, God, take this thing away from me. Why won't you? Because no. But why? Because my grace is enough. But that's not an answer, though. Is it helping me? It's all you need. Okay. It's okay to question, to ask, to converse, because that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to know truth. He wants us to know who He is. But that's a conversation. We have to understand that truth is living and not static, that it is dynamic. The truth changes us. That conversation we can have with Jesus, that changes us. Because ultimately, what truth does What truth can do is set us free. Because when we're on this journey of trying to understand the world around us, trying to understand truth, we can feel trapped. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Who am I supposed to be with? Am I supposed to be with anyone? What do I need need to change about myself? I feel stuck and lost. And then I have the church and people telling me, well, you just need to pray more. You, you just need to know more of the Bible. You need to know what Numbers 7.23 says. I don't know what Numbers 7.23 says. But you need to know it. Because that, that, that's what's going to change you. But it's more than that. It, truth is not about this constraint It's about getting to know God and the freedom of getting to know God. It's supposed to set us free. John chapter 8, verse 31 to 36. Jesus is talking again. He's teaching. And he says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold on to my teaching, you are really my disciples. If you hold on to what I'm teaching you, you are my disciples. Then you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. Then you will know the truth, and the truth can set you free. The truth can set us free. Free from our delusions of the reality around us. Free from the things that we're uncertain of and unsure. Free of even the lies that we have told ourselves just because we want to feel better about ourselves. Because this conversation continues. And it, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> Because it doesn't make any sense how they respond to Jesus. He says, the truth will set you free. And they answered him, verse 33, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? Fake news. They said, we have never been slaves to anyone. Well, that's just not true. They were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. He said, we're Abraham's descendants. Yeah, those are the ones that got trapped in Egypt. You were slaves. But they're here telling Jesus, no, we weren't. Okay, well, you know, all right, all right. The Egyptians, sure. We were slaves to the Egyptians. But but nobody else. Well, but what about Babylon? They kind of captured y'all and took y'all 
hostage and moved you all into their own country and didn't really let y'all go back. Okay, well, the Babylonians, I, I guess, you know, that, that's true too. In Persia, uh, well, yeah, but, you know, they just kind of piggybacked off of the Babylonians. Well, what about the Romans, like, right now? We've never been slaves to anyone. You do everything Rome says. I think that you're slaves. I think that you're trapped right now. They were, they were advertising this fake news and telling people the thing that wasn't even real. And Jesus says, that's what needs to change right now. The truth can set you free from that. Because there is nothing wrong if you were trapped, but it can set you free. I can set you free. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. He's like, you want, you don't want, you want to discount all, the, all of that? Even sin has trapped you. Even sin has trapped you. Verse 35. Now as a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. 36. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You see what Jesus did there? You see what he did there? He said, the truth will set you free. So if the son sets you free, truth sets you free. Because I am truth. I'm the one who sets you free. If you talk to me, if you walk with me, if you follow what I'm saying, if you listen to my words, you will be on the side of truth because I am truth. And I can set you free. But we become like the Pharisees and we start spouting fake news. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trapped, Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm not trapped. I know what I'm talking about. You, 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 that's not truth. That's, that's fake news, Jesus. We tell him that. We, we don't tell him that, but we say it. We do it. We live it. And we respond to God in such a way that we discount who he is and the truth of who he is. And we live in such a way that we have trapped ourselves to sin. We are trapped ourselves to idols, to, fit, to false gods, to false Jesuses. And we call ourselves Christians and we don't even follow what he says. We think that truth is, is a weapon. And I'm going to borrow this quote that I was, uh, from a sermon I was listening to by Erwin McManus. He's a pastor in California of Mosaic Church. And he said this, he says, a lot of us think that truth is a brick that we throw at those who disagree with us. And that is often what we will do. We will take the Bible. You know, that, there's a phrase that we, people use, Bible beaters. That people beat people over the head with the Bible constantly just so that they can say, get the truth in you. But that's not the truth. The truth is Jesus. It's not just what you say and what you think. There's more to it. Sometimes we get it wrong and we will align ourselves with political ideals. We will align ourselves with nationalistic ideals. We will align ourselves with our own sin and our own desires and try to pass it off as truth and beat anyone who disagrees with us. But Jesus says, I am not here to beat people down. I'm here to set people free. Because that's what truth is. It doesn't trap you. 
It walks with you. It talks with you. You know, I used to think that the, there was a phrase, you, we probably heard it. The truth, uh, truth hurts. That's not in the Bible. I, I thought it was in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. It's not there. Yeah, sure, truth might be hard to swallow sometimes. But ultimately, the point of it, what Jesus is trying to do, is to get away from the hurt. To heal us. To love us. To make us whole again. To, to, to know that we can know truth, that we can be in the presence of truth and feel like we belong with Him because that is who He created us to be. That is who He created us to be. And I'm about to finish. What truth will do for us is truth will set us free and truth will give us solid ground to stand on when the rest of the world is shaking and when the rest of the world is shaky ground and uncertain we know that even if we don't understand or know it that we're walking with truth that we're walking with jesus this is truth he is the source of it of all the truth in the universe and the world he is the source of it he is the reality of the world around us And that means so much more than we think it does. Because God is not only truth, but he is also love. That truth that people usually usually use to weigh people down is not real. Because the truth of Jesus is also the love of Jesus. The love that says, here I am to pick you up. When you're down. Here I am to sit with you. And grieve with you. To cry with you. To hurt with you. To love you. And to hold you. This is truth. Would you stand with me this morning? Afternoon. So today here. Wherever you're watching. Wherever you're listening to this later. Or if you're here in this moment with us. Truth wants to meet you. Jesus wants to meet you. He wants you to know who he is and to grow closer to him, to know him more, to know him deeper because truth is knowable. And he opens his hands and not, to you in this moment. He says, come, walk with me. Walk with me. And if you want to know Jesus today or you have, you're hearing this and you're like, I need that in my life today. Whether you're here or you're watching online. I want you to, we're going to pray for you. And I want you to pray with me a simple prayer. It's real easy. Just a single sentence. Single, simple sentence. And that's what it takes is to believe in Jesus and say these words. Every head bowed and eye closed in this moment. And if you want to pray this prayer, you pray it with me and you repeat after me. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. And that's all it takes. Just that. And he is willing to take you in, bring you here. And you belong in this place with just that. 
Anyone who prayed that prayer, whether they're here or online, uh, God, in this moment, we pray over them. We welcome them into this family, into this place where they are loved and surrounded by love, where they are surrounded by you, where you have taken their past and erased it and made them into a new creation in this moment. As your word says, the old is gone and the new is come. And here you are, a child of God. So we pray with them in this moment. We pray with them. And we hope that they will come to know you deeper each day. And I want to pray for those of us who already believe that in this moment, if we're struggling with truth, if we're struggling with our circumstances and our reality around us, that we don't know what to trust anymore. Help us, God, to trust in you. To trust in you. Because you are truth. You are the way. You are life. You are love. And that is what we need. Help us to know that and to walk in that as we go deeper into understanding what the truth really is around us. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. This altar space is open. If you need prayer today, you can just lift up your hand or you can come up to this space and be with us in this moment as the worship team leads us into his presence this afternoon. We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.